Sani Mosa Kani Mosa Shakanyana Mosani Hanya Mosa Shakanya Mosahani Hani Siha Mosa Shana Mosahiya Mosahani Diha Mosayeha Mohahi Hana Mosahiani Samoha Shakana Sahi Hana Mohani Hani Mohani Mohani Oh God, Mosa, honey. Oh God. When God says everything works out for your good, He means everything. I enjoyed time with family yesterday. I have family came, you know, back from Israel. And all they pretty much speak is Hebrew. <laughs> and all I can think about is just answering Tov Miyot of everything. It's like, what's up with your Hebrew? <laughs> you speaking more English than Hebrew. What's up with that? And your Hebrew is slacking. I was like, Tov Miyot. You keep answering Tov Miyot. Tov Miyot. <laughs> Quinisha Zot Abashali Tommy On Zot Imashali Tommy On That's all I can say Tommy On Tommy On But the, the thing is When I laugh Before I laugh They was like Lala Tov And God had me to say Mm-mm. It's Boca Tov It's morning Everything he had me to say, it was spiritually. Spiritually said. Speaking from faith. Faith upon faith. And everything that was said in a conversation, it was just speaking what you cannot naturally see. I was like, Zo Ahoti told me, <laughs> They said, We speak in modern day Hebrew now. You speak in ancient Hebrew. And I said, Told me, <laughs> That was my answer. Told me, Yod. Told me, Yod. And they better be glad they didn't say me, Yod, Tov. They would have really got that. <laughs> oh, God. Not mad, but like, Really? What's up with that? This is your home. This is where the children of God from. Israel. And I say, told me, Lord, because my home is not anywhere on this planet. My home is only inside of me, which is the kingdom of heaven. Zod Abashali. Abraham is here. And I'm going to tell you what's happening. 
They are saying things that's not written, but it's written. Because everything wasn't to be written in a book that happens. Too much information. That's why it's basic information before leaving Earth. Mosai! That means welcome. When God used me to confess that, welcome. That means you somewhere you never been. You singing what you never saw. Mosai! Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh Mosai. Oh Mosai. Abraham saying to me, right, Mosai. Oh. Abraham saying to me right now, he has on a white garment and he has a rope around his waist. He chose to have the rope. And that's oh, that's what he had on when he left home. When God told him to get up and go. You wore that, okay? Um he had a big family. He had a big family. And many of them were asking, why are you leaving? Or why can't we go? He never explained. It was unto the glory of God because he's about his father's business. When you're about your father's business, there is no time to explain. You just have to get up and go. Lot just said, you know what? I'm going too. He was the bold one of the bunch. And here comes Joseph saying to me right now, Oh, David say finish. I mean, excuse me. Abraham say finishes. He said to God, when God told him who he is and what he's going to have him to do, Abraham said, that's hard work. That's hard work. They were under the old covenant. And God showed me a ram in the bush, which Abraham had. Spiritually, not naturally. There's always a ram in the bush. When God tell you to get up and go, you understand? Abraham always got up and went wherever God said go, even to go sacrifice your son. He went up and took his son and go. And there's the ram in the bush. He did not explain it to his family. He got his family, his wife, and he left. He left. Everything God told him to do, he went. When God had him to depart by himself, to show him the stars, he went. And he said it was hard. He said to God, it's hard work. Every great leader had an excuse as to why they don't want to do what God asks. Not saying that they wouldn't do it, but as to why they don't feel like they're good enough to fulfill it. Because God is teaching you, which is teaching us. That it's not you who doeth the work. You're already equipped. You've already been qualified. Stop disqualifying yourself. Stop talking down upon yourself. Stop thinking down. Think up. Because that's who you are. As my offspring. And that's God's message to you. There are no but God. When you say be glorified. Be glorified but there's no buts. There are any. And Abraham just said to me today, when God first revealed to him what he had him to do, at that very moment, Abraham said, that's hard work. 
and God showed them every step of the way how easy it really is because you're just simply yielding and letting God do all the work. It's already been done. And here come Joseph saying to me, it took everything, it took everything in him not to mention unto his brothers what they done to him. He said, every day I had to think about my father and my brother Benjamin and what they were told because I know they were not told the truth. Every day since I've been sold, I've been thinking, what did they tell my father Jacob and my brother Benjamin? What did they say? Joseph had no idea ever that his brothers told his father that he was murdered by animals because he wasn't there to hear the conversation. And when his brothers came back repenting, he showed mercy and said, it's unto the glory. He wasn't crying because his dream came to pass. He already knew that. That's why he confessed that before it came to pass. Before they betrayed him. He cried because he had to stir himself up. Because he has the authority and the opportunity to deny. To walk out of. To step out of. To operate in the flesh due to what they done. He denied anger. He denied unforgiveness. He denied unmercy. And he released to them the opposite, which is the characteristics of God. The characteristics of God. When you confront it with someone who betrayed you and they come back to you, you know you have an opportunity to make a good decision or a bad one. And some of us may make bad ones because we've been hurt and we want them to feel the hurt. And then we decide to make the right choice. But that very moment, he made the right choice the first time. He never said anything to his brothers. He never even asked them, what did you tell my father? What you done to me? And he just said that to me today. That's why he cried. Because he had to, he knew he had the power to make a decision. And he made the right one. Because it wasn't easy to be confronted by those who betrayed you in such a way for a very long time. And he encountered a challenge upon a challenge, even in prison. Went to prison due to a challenge by being in the will of God. And I know you have to. But know this. Mosai, know this. It's all for the glory Jesus, my slaughter. Kareem Lee Messiah. That's his answer.
every great leader that God had a special visit. So are you. He visit you. You know that moment. You will never forget that encounter when God showed up and said to you what he's calling you to do. And I know many of you, I know I have, and many of those we read about and read about have, you know, had an excuse as to what God was saying. Father, I don't know. Father, I don't think. Father, you, I mean, you sure? It's funny how the three gentlemen who were locked up for assassinating Malcolm X Weeks later, his daughter turned up dead because she never let that case go. As to who is responsible for my father's murder. I'm not going to see this man be praised. And you know, people walk in and being led by him as he is, as he is a great man. Where he had my father murdered. And she was getting very close. To the murderer. And he had her assassinated fast. And said her autopsy is due to an illness. Mm. That they cannot even find a name for. Mm. And Martin Luther King's assassinator. After all those years, went to the judge and said, I plead not guilty because I didn't do it. I was threatened to say I did that. And every day my life has been like total hell. I've been in protected custody for over two decades for something I know I didn't do. But I was threatened because of where I live. I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I was threatened. I was never bribed because I would never, it could never be enough money to say you're responsible for a great leader's murder that can never be forgotten. There's no amount of money in the world for that type of accusation. So he had to be threatened. And during the time of his trial, Coretta Scott King and her children were on his side of the courtroom. And she spoke up on his behalf to the judge. I'm a great researcher. And I always, you know, get my information from the source. And she said, Your Honor, this man did not assassinate my husband. And we knew it all along. Well, we just, you know, let the case rest. But since he wants to plead his innocence, we're here on his behalf because we know he didn't do it. So they went to his house, positioned his window where the, the fire came from towards where Martin was standing. It's no way in fiery hell that could have hit him the way it did from that location.
They have three gentlemen, maybe more, pointing to a different direction where the hotel is where he's assassinated. They pointed towards the right side where the fire came. The guys, the gentleman who was, uh, you know, accused and threatened to say he did, he was living frontwards. They would have pointed directly in front of themselves, not towards the right, far to the right. So the murderer was up close and it was very personal. And guess why? Because of envy. Great leaders been assassinated, the ones who were due to envy. Malcolm X's murder is only based upon Islam. He had no idea, which he met in prison, he had no idea that Muslims were outside of the black community. He began to see Arabic Muslims. Muslims in Turkey, Muslims in China, Muslims everywhere around the world. And he began to join with the entire organization. And they couldn't stand it because a lot of Muslims are AKA racist. The black man, the white man is never a middle man. It's either the black or the white. And the black is against the white. Nothing but racism. And they have a lot of influence. They have a lot of money out here. They have a lot of pull. But God is greater. They did not want Malcolm X to find out that there were other Muslims outside the black culture. And once he started going to different nations... Praying with different races and cultures, they couldn't stand it. So now you liking the white man? Getting all these threats from his own people. And sat there and assassinated that man like that in front of his wife and kids. And these men just got out this year. Weeks ago. And his daughter ended up dead. And his wife. Died in a house fire. Due to her 10 year old grandson. That makes no sense. Because listening to this woman talk. And her upbringing. She wouldn't have her 10-year-old grandson cooking no food. He wouldn't even touch no stove. That was another assassination. That's why he only got 12 to 19 months in prison for arson and murder. Because they know he did not. All of that to say... God be glorified. Envy and jealousy is very poisonous. Very. 
God is showing you what he's doing in your life. I want you to feel the outcome right now. Because God is not going to have you to wait for 11.59, December 31st, to hit 12 o'clock a.m., which is January 1st, for you to receive all he's doing in you right now. Receive that. Mosai, let me welcome now to your new now. And however he do it, let him do it now. You understand? I was so glad to see my family yesterday who came in town. I have a very, very big family. And everybody is everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Some that moved to Jamaica, some in Russia. They are everywhere. And everybody, how I grew up, was around a lot of money. They had a lot of family business. They still do a lot of family businesses. But the thing is, they couldn't take me. They didn't know how to take me. Because everybody was jumping so quick. Okay, it's being passed down to me. And then I'm, in, I'm next in the kin. I'm next in the line for the family business. Nini, they call me Nini. You're next. No, I'm not. You're going to work that way? You're going to work at that place? Yeah. I'm going to get my own money. I don't want your money. You what? No. You have to take the family business. No. Don't want that. My granddaughter works. My niece works. My daughter works. Yeah. She has an apartment? Yeah. You don't want this house? No. No. Everybody's like this. They hopping on it. Grandfather owned a whole dealership. Pick whichever car you want. None. You're walking? Yeah. You on a bus? Yes. You see the safe? Yeah. Go in there and grab. No. I grew up around nothing but money. Hear me careful. Nothing but money. And God say, no, no, no. You can't. Mm-mm. Come away. Because I always had something different in mind. And that is the fruits of the spirit. Those things that you talk about will perish. The enemy tried to bribe me with so many materialistic things. No. Now it's great to enjoy, never to love. You understand? I never ask God for anything that's materialistic. Nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with it, but I never asked him for that. Now, one time, honestly, one time, I was invited to people's homes who I ministered to, and they wanted to thank me and, you know, make a dinner or buy me something or give me something that was passed down to them to show their love for what God used me to do unto them. And they had the most, they had mansions. I was like, y'all living like this? Jesus Christ. I don't sleep with us because we catch the train. We just catch the train because we, we want to beat the traffic. Living in eight bedroom, ten bedroom homes. 
And I went in my apartment. I was looking around like, oh, God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And God heard my heart. And he came and he approached me about it. You never asked me for a home. You never asked me for fancy cars. You never asked me for money. You never asked me for materials. You asked me what it's like to stand in the midst of all, you know, trials and tribulations coming to pass. You asked to show you what it's like to walk in the fruits of the spirit and not be moved and walk by faith and not by sight. To know who I am personally. To get to know me and not what I'm able to do. That's what you asked. Wise decision. I said, yeah. Thank you, Father. I needed that. Wise decision. Wise decision. Because now you have all that. Now you can enjoy. Many are trying to enjoy before they think they can have. But without having, you don't have. You understand? You can't keep anything materialistically without anything manifesting supernaturally in your life. You're not going to be able to keep it because you don't even know how. You don't have the wisdom to keep it. And have a tantrum when it, when it leaves. And then blame God for it all. When you didn't seek him first. So the family did not take me. What? My cousins, my family, like you tripping. And I have a huge family. Everyone has at least about, you know, four to 16 kids. And my great grandmother had 20, four sets of twins. And they were married, her and my, you know, great grandfather. For a very long time. And they both went home to be with God on the same day. My uncles had many kids. Great uncles had many kids. Everybody had many kids. There are some who just, you know, once a little bit, you understand? But majority of my family have many kids. When I say many, I mean many. They did not take me. Because all of them was like, well, we, I'll tell everybody, 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 we coming up, we coming up. They always were surrounded by the money and the businesses and all that. And they were so mad at me. It kind of reminded me of uh, coming to America when Akeem father said, my son works. <laughs> that's, how, that's how my father was. My grandfather too. Especially my father, I don't talk about that much. He's incarcerated. But by him being incarcerated, he makes sure that his part is played in my sister's life. And he's like, what's up with, what's up with Nene? Why she don't want to take? Why she acting like this? Because I don't want all of that. I just want you. So God had my family now in a position where they asked, what do you want then? For me to answer and say, just you. And that's how you restore my family. By pulling me away for them to ask, what do you want? Just you. Just you. That's what I want. You. I don't want that. And they felt like I didn't need them. We all need each other. But when it comes to being, things being provided for you, you only need one man. And that's the greatest man. And that's our father. Zod Abashali. If you've been disregarded, 
a lot, disrespected, talked about, gossiped on a lot. It's working itself out for your good right now. In fact, it already has, but you're seeing the finished work right now about that. Oh, God. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, God. When God touched me like that, it's nothing I can do. It's too much for me to bear. I have to lie down. I slept wrong last night because my I woke up, my back was stiff, and God just had me to turn this way to the, the bedroom and pick up my cup and get something to drink. And all of a sudden that crap pop. Put it back in place. <laughs> thank you, Father. <laughs> I ain't even asked. I just, you know, thank you. You understand? Now you're paying no attention, but still feeling it. And God dealt with it. Thank you, Father. It doesn't feel good to witness, you know, a trial, tribulation upon trial, tribulation. But if you continue to endure, you'll be blessed and entirely wanting nothing. Thank you, Father. Oh, God. Oh, God. God has pulled me away from everybody in my family, guys. And many of them do not understand. But you cannot gain no understanding if you are not humble. And many of them are, you know, she don't want what we have to offer. So that means she don't care about us. But that's the thing. I care about you that much that I don't want what you have to offer. I just want you. See, God is always the opposite to our way of doing anything. And all he's doing due to your humility, our humility, is to gain our attention to position it back, which has already been fulfilled due to Christ getting up when you got up, when he got up on the third day. Down, guys, please excuse me. Whatever happens right now, just excuse me. Shalom, shalom, shalom. My family was like, my Hebrew got very, you know. Slack, you know, slacked up a lot. Slackish, quote unquote. They said, this is your native language. Native country. It's your home where you belong. And I said, that is not my home. That's not where I belong. 
My home is on the inside of me, which is the kingdom of heaven. I love how Christ started out the first beatitude and the last beatitude by saying, for there's the kingdom of heaven. Bless all the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. For there's the kingdom of heaven. And he ended by saying, bless those who've been persecuted for righteousness sake, for my name's sake, for there's the kingdom of heaven. Messiah! Oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God, please excuse me, guys. Oh God, oh God. Everyone is smiling. You are diversity. 
and you are my interpretation. You are love my sight. Oh God, you are love. You are joy. Oh God, you are pain. You are patient. Oh, you are kind. Generous, faithful, gentle. You are self-control. You don't have it. You are that Messiah. Money, I'm It's time to put. God showed me spiritually. It's blood coming down my legs supernaturally. And it's the blood of Christ because I'm about to push out what I'm about to walk in. So, are you? Because your vision, your purpose, your destiny is covered by His blood. And that's what's coming down my legs because it's coming. Yesterday with those utensils. That's why you showed up yesterday. A day earlier. Ah. have anything or anyone in your life oh God say anyone in your life that you had an altercation with call them and just ask them to forgive you because that set them free even if you just text even if you just inbox 
just say those words. Forgive me. Trust me. I know you didn't do anything wrong. You've been made right. So have they. So do what God asks. I was disrespected yesterday by the truth coming out that I wasn't even aware of. And I was like, what? You did what? I wasn't aware. But the truth came out. Someone else bust them out and thought that I knew. I said, you did what? Oh, God. God said, call them or text them and say, forgive me. Because that's going to set them free. Because you showed mercy. Hallelujah. No man can take your life. Refuse to never lay your life down. God said to me, before Martin Luther King was assassinated, he was threatened a lot. He lived fearless, but knew that somebody didn't want him to be here. He had many threats. Same as Malcolm X, many threats. To the point Malcolm got tired of the threats. He got tired of being in fear, hiding his family out. He said, forget it, whatever happens, it just happened. You laid your life down. You never say that. But he thank God that I love you and he's in the kingdom. You always win. But just don't lay your life down. Don't ever confess whatever. If it happens, it happens. No, because no man can take your life. No man. I love you all so much. I thank you guys for witnessing all of this. <laughs> Greater is he's in us and he's in the world. I love you. <laughs>